0: You're listening to Love the Links Golf Radio with your hosts, Brendan Elliott
1: and Bob Baldessari.
0: Love of the Links. We've been away once again for a couple weeks. I, I promise you for when we show the replay of this that Bob is on the line. He's in a dark car driving to the airport. Is that where you're heading?
1: Uh, heading to an airport and then heading to the other side of the state.
0: Yeah. But so he did not
1: want to miss this podcast.
0: No, he'll be with us, but you may not be able to see him, but you can hear him. You'll, I just saw a little bit of you, Bob, so you might be able <laughs> to see him, folks, from time to time with the with the streetlights. Um, we are going to have some guests well, it, this week.
1: It, it, I was going to yeah. say, if, if you're of a certain age, I remember there was a... I don't remember. I don't know this for... I heard about this in school, but there was a radio show called The Shadow. Yeah, I remember that he, hearing that, yeah. Yeah, the shadow knows so I could be like golf shadow tonight.
0: <laughs> Bob the shadow knows. Let's see let's see what you do know Bob. We have um we're going to talk about PGA tour which we both admitted before we started recording we didn't watch much of the tournament this week. Um but we are going to have we do have guests lined up for this week and for the next two following weeks. This week we're going to have uh uh, uh two doctor. Well, one's a TPI certified uh, fitness instructor, Scott Shepard. He does a lot of work with uh, Mike Bender. He's part of Mike Bender's team. Uh, and then Brent, Dr. Ben Kurzenbrock, who kind of is a mix of a, a chiropractor, but uses a lot of uh, non-traditional medicine too. He, he likes his, his big claim and he's a younger guy. He's, he just turned 40 this past weekend. My, we take my daughter to him with her dance and making sure that she's in top physical uh top physical performance uh for her dance and everything so he he's non-medicine he he doesn't like to use medicine so he uses acupuncture and massage and it's kind of a unique combination of the stuff he does we're going to talk to those guys this week about golf fitness and wellness next week we've got uh a good friend, Dr. Bob Winters. Uh, I'm sure you know Dr. Bob. Uh, Bob, he uh, he's done quite quite a bit of his work with David Ledbetter, working alongside David Ledbetter. And he's a mental guru. So we're going to touch on fitness and health this week, and the mental game next week, and then the following week we're going to have a gentleman from uh, Golf Tech, the Nick Clearwater, the vice president of instruction at Golf Tech, and we're going to kind of focus on you know, modern instruction, you know, back in the day, and I'm sure Bob being a second generation PGA professional, you can see how much instructions involved from pros not having any help other than their, their eye to see and try to fix. Uh, And now it's just really all technology based.
1: Yeah. We've come a long way. Haven't we?
0: Yeah, we really have. And it's, I, you know, for a while I've, uh, um, I don't know maybe five six years ago I used to go on a lot of these uh, forums on uh, Facebook these group forums about instruction and stuff and and you know i I love technology i I use technology a lot with with my juniors that I teach uh, but there there is definitely something to be said if you you can have an eye but I don't know how how many people are not using the technology nowadays you know
1: well that's going to be a great conversation I remember. When I got a Pentax K1000, I think, mm-hmm. and I took photos of my dad and other members during their golf swing, and then three days later, after the film was developed, we went, oh, yeah, last Saturday, look at your position at the top. Boy, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds sort of comical what we did back then, and, but I was telling some guys about this, and actually, uh, I forgot who I was talking to the other day about this, but I grew up imitating and I just imitated my dad and the other PGA pros that came to his Hillview Country Club. And I'd watch them do a swing. I watched them hit long bunker shots, buried shots, knockdowns, you name it. And I just imitate it. So I, I like kids in my youth program to do a lot of imitation. And you know, yeah, it, things have come a long way, which is good.
0: Yeah. And it, what, you, what you said too, even for me being a, a little bit younger than you, but it, still in my mid 40s, I, I distinctly remember that all of my uh, formal instruction when I was a youngster was by watching my dad too, or, or a book that I loved was gay brewer. Uh, had a lot of really good uh, pencil drawings in it. Uh, you got Ben Hogan's five fundamentals, Jack Nicholas golf my way. So I was a big into not necessarily reading the books. Cause I'm not a f- big fan of reading. I love audiobooks now, but just looking at the illustrations or, like you said, mim- mimicking what, what you see from your father or from, from good players.
1: Yeah, those are good old days.
0: So speaking of good players, just a quick recap of Pebble Beach this last week. Uh, and, again, admittedly, we we didn't watch very mon- much of it, either one of us. But, you know, going into Sunday, Phil was right there. And I tell you, it's, it's that old saying, horses for courses. Phil just always seems to find – his way up near the top of the leaderboard at Pebble Beach. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't get it done. He had a final round 74. But from what I heard, and again, because I didn't see much, and I'm looking at the leaderboard, final leaderboard right now, a little gusty on Sunday.
1: Uh, it was definitely Wendy. He made some amazing up and downs. I did watch uh, more of the tournament on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, were chatting. I was struck by, it was interesting to me. Steve Young, NFL quarterback, 49ers, Hall of Famer, won, I think, a couple of Super Bowls. He's in the last group with Mickelson. And I thought, I wonder how what his mindset's like. I mean, he's a competitor. He's been at the top of his field. And Larry Fitzgerald with Kevin Str- Stroman wins the Pro-Am Championship. A couple of fo- football guys, uh, mighty competitors. So I thought, you know, that's interesting in a solo sport like golf, they're in a sport with I mean, you need offense and defense, and uh, strikes me. Out. I it would have been neat to to see what Steve Young was thinking about through that round.
0: Yeah, and you know, we should bring that up next week when uh, when Dr. Bob jumps on, and and uh, you know, maybe there's some parallels there with athletes from from other uh, from other sports and, and the mental game and how that seeps into their golf because you do see you do see that a lot of these professional athletes from from baseball and football as they come into retirement and start playing maybe in some of the celebrity tours, uh, they they got game and they they can really, really bring it. And I, you know, that could be some good questions to talk to Dr. Bob next week.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I played with a lot of NHL players over the years, Hall of Famers, you name it. And guys like John Rattel was our smooth, classy player and he plays golf like that and other guys, like a Terry Riley or Johnny McKenzie and different grinders and a little crazy on the ice, they kind of yeah. plug off like that. So uh, I think something translates to the sport to sport.
0: Yeah, definitely. So so Nick Taylor was the winner uh, this past week uh, at Pebble Beach. Uh, he had a final round 70 in those gusty conditions and and took it pretty easily, won it by four shots over Kevin Streelman. In uh, five shots by from Phil Mickelson. So I see one of our first guests, Scott Shepard. He's jumped on, so we're just going to wait a little bit before we introduce Scott. Uh, we've got Ben brought coming in again, and we'll do a little uh, preface here before we we talk to these guys. So Bob, you know we've we've talked about on several of the previous podcasts uh, about the fitness craze. I remember when, when we had Rex Hoggard on, he he had talked about uh, doing a book with Joey D uh, which I didn't know. I had no idea that he was into that part of the game. Um, but, you know, I thought by bringing these guys on, since it's something that you and I, Bob, have talked about, you know, in, in, in drabs here and there d- during the last couple episodes, that maybe we should get some experts on here and talk about this. Cause, uh, it's, it's, you know, something that started long before Tiger. I know a lot of people may give him the credit for this, but, uh, You think back and it was, you know, guys like Gary Player. I know you brought Gary Player's name up a couple times and um, it's, it's always been there, but now it's definitely more prevalent.
1: Yeah. I've, uh, I've enjoyed learning more over the years. I remember thinking back to early PGA of America teaching coaching summits and the content and how that's changed education changed. And, you know, I, somebody said this to me some years ago, your body is your 15th club. Uh, As you know, rules of golf, 14 clubs in the bag, but your body's your 15th club. So how can you do simple things like hydration? How can you do simple things like eating at the right time before during having a snack during the, during your round of golf, Um, the fitness experts, they'll join us. will know it to the nth degree, but even staying hydrated, I think something like can help 10 to 20% of your swing. So if you're getting to the 16th hole and you have 150 yards and you normally hit X club and it comes up short it might simply be due to not just being a bit dehydrated and uh, not having the right energy. So that whole new, my wife is in the health and wellness industry. So I learned a lot from her (laughs) Um, and there's a lot that we can all learn to make us better more than just the X's and O's of the swing.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought up the, some of the components that really don't have anything to do with the physical movement of the body, but some of the other things that, that do get overlooked hydration and, and, and staying, uh, you know, eating throughout the course of the round, staying, keeping your energy levels up and, and proper stretching. And even from the mental side, we're going to have Bob Winters again on next week. But that that even creeps into this too on, you know, this more of a holistic approach to becoming a better athlete, becoming a better golfer. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and I'm sure uh, Scott and, and Ben will, will touch on that a little bit. One thing I am going to ask these guys, uh, once Ben jumps on here too, is uh, some of the things that we've seen, and we've talked about this too, Bob, about some of the injuries we've seen from some of the best players in the world, and if there's any correlation between that and maybe going at it a little too hard uh, with with weights. Uh, obviously, in s- some of the criticism that the Tigers had in the past about some of the injuries he have uh, whether, you know, you believe some of the stories or not, but some, some of that's equated to him kind of maybe going at it a little bit too hard. Uh, what was one of the stories Hank Haney had in his book about Tiger, uh, was he, was he running with military boots on or something like that? So, uh, so I'm, a, while, while we're waiting for Ben here, since Scott's on, we're going to do our, uh, little. Scott, welcome. We'll do a little bio with you. Uh, Scott Shepard, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, he uh, he does a lot of work here in Central Florida. Uh, Scott, you're a you're a top fifty uh, golf fitness instructor by Golf Digest. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's that's correct.
0: That's 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 a pretty cool designation, especially when this this niche in our industry has really become more and more prevalent over the last few years. So, welcome. Um, I, I guess we'll just start with. Uh, just a little bit of your bio and background, uh, how you got into the industry, uh, what, what you're doing now. Yeah,
2: um, I appreciate it, Brennan. Thank you for having yeah, me on. Thank you. Uh, so we, or I started, I'm a physical therapist. That's my background. And I started, I was very interested in training athletes. So I got my uh, license and I got certified in strength and conditioning through a national board. And when I first came out, I was working with a company called Health South, which used to run the fitness trailers for the tour. Yep. And at the time, they were kind of looking for a local Orlando-based liaison, somebody that the players could see when they were injured, and I was really interested in golf. Uh, I hadn't grown up playing a lot of golf, but I was just interested in it more from the standpoint of knowing we're in Florida. You know, this is a, a very good business opportunity just to work with golfers because there's so many of them here. So I took the education and training. And at the time, that particular program didn't really grow very much. So I just started doing it on my own, marketed myself, and uh, met some big names along the way who uh, do a lot of work with Mike Better Golf. And, uh, you know, that helped spur me along to get to work with a lot of different golfers. Worked on it with a couple of players on the LPGA Tour for a while, traveled around, spent some time there, really learned a lot about the professional golfer. And then um, really the last 10 years or more, I've been focusing on more of the amateur, uh, the college level. I train uh, Rollins College women's team and Seminole State College women's teams here locally in Central Florida, as well as a lot of the top high school programs. I work with the Winter Park Boys team and uh, Lake Mary, Lake Mary Prep, some of our top state high school teams, as you know. Uh, a lot of those kids train with us uh, out of my studios.
0: Yeah, and, it, you know, I, I remember back I did a TPI assessment with you. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I remember it was during the, that old uh, held South, the the push that the tour was doing with that. It's interesting you brought that up because I was just looking at an article on TPI about uh, – I think it was TPI, but it was about these uh, fitness vans, these mobile fitness uh, trailers that they have yeah. going with the guys. And, and maybe the timing was a little <laughs> off back when, when you were – becoming that liaison for that program but uh that's it's interesting how it's exploded since then
2: yeah it really it really has um you know all the all the golfers have really gotten the athletic side of it much more so that's been i think a big a big factor with the you know just interest in it and everybody right now is chasing distance and speed so from the professional level you get a lot of guys that are really chasing distance i mean you know, all you got to do is go on uh phil mickelson's twitter page and you can learn <laughs> all about that so yeah, definitely you know dropping bombs
0: yep <laughs> uh dr ben welcome we're just what's doing up some, we're just doing some bios um getting uh, scott's background uh you got you guys know each other you've worked a little bit yeah together. how's it going scott yes hey dr ben so ben I know that you're not specific in the golf, but what interested me with you is, um, and before I get your bio and stuff, I just wanted to preface it with this is, um, you've been working with my daughter who's a dancer and it's your approach uh, just seems a little bit different. And uh, there's one of my students actually, his mother's a massage therapist and a yoga instructor. Uh, And I, I was telling her about you and kind of your different approach as a chiropractor, but also using, you know, uh, using massage and using acupuncture and, and non-invasive approach to, to wellness. And uh, I, I wanna get into that with both of you guys. I know you both have a little bit different angle on, this, on health and wellness, um, but Ben, why don't we start off with your, your background? And I know you do have a little bit of a sports background as a, as a basketball player coming up. Um, so why don't, why don't we start there? sure hey um before we start
3: scott you can hear me right yes i can dude congratulations on the (laughs) golf digest have you already seen this yeah (laughs) that's so that's so awesome i was just sitting here uh waiting to come on and i'm like oh i should bone up on some golfing things (laughs) and uh you know it's like top 50 trainers in the country that's incredible man congratulations Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Happy, happy to be on the podcast with you, dude. Um, so, Brendan, my background, that's what you want to start with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh, my background, I mean, I, I guess the most – oop, did I lose you? No, you're good. Uh, right on. Uh, so, I graduated from uh, Flagler with a degree in psychology, sort of had no idea about chiropractic – um, physical medicine, manual therapy, anything like that. Uh, first time I ever met someone who was doing manual therapy was a few years out of college, and it was someone who uh, initially worked uh, on animals, of all things, and just as we talked about it, I, he put in my mind the idea that there is a, another way to heal beside chemicals, uh essentially as the only uh healing agent and uh guided me toward chiropractic and um looking back on it it was so subtle the little change he put into my mind but uh made a made a lasting difference and pushed me this direction so you know my background i I came at this really late um which is why i feel like i am always looking up little things like including in the golf digest the uh, great workouts for golfers and um so I feel like I'm always sort of coming from behind with it and um so it sort of led me to have to I suppose push a little harder than some of the others and um yeah that's my background
0: yeah and it, it's again I don't want to focus solely on golf even though we're a golf podcast but uh sure it, you know, it's, it's a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for as far back as you probably can go uh, with, with health and wellness. And, you know, we're not too uh, far into the new year and that's always everybody's new year's resolution to get more healthy. I mean, how I went to my primary care doctor today to get my, get a little checkup and he's always nudging me to take better care of myself, but why Why do you guys both think, and Bob, you can chime in here too, um, with your wife having the background too with this, why do you think it's so difficult for people to really put an emphasis and put a focus on taking care of themselves? Because, you know, you only have one body and you're only here for so long. So I don't know who wants to start with this, uh, but why do you think it's so difficult?
2: Go for it, Scott. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think, you know, if it's not broke, you know, don't, don't fix it. It, People generally kind of plug along and they feel like they're doing okay and start having problems, health problems or physical ailments or just their, you know, body composition just gets way out of order. Then they really start realizing like, I have to do something about this and I need to make a change. Um, It's very difficult to make a change to you know, pretty much anything you're doing in life, whether it's trying to fix your golf swing or fix your nutrition, you know, the things that you really need to do, those are the hardest things often to do. So I just think that's human nature, a lot of it. Um, a lot of us know what to do and it's not even a knowledge thing anymore because knowledge is everywhere. It's just a matter of application. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, even with my, me and practicing golf more and things like that, you get busy, you know, I have four kids and family, you know, I don't take a lot of time to work on my golf swing. I know what I need to be doing with my golf swing to make it better. But it becomes, you know, it gets put on the shelf, you know, for for other things.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that's it in a nutshell, man. People are difficult. We're animals before anything. You know, that animal mind comes in and whispers all night long to you, even if your logical mind is telling you all the right things to do. And it's weird because the thing, you know – with i keep noticing with patients who are on the fence about commitment tend to want to be i don't want to say wow but they want to see a quick result to prove to them that effort leads to results and that's where i think research is essential when you know, if you go back just a few years, right, they would talk about, uh, uh, what is it, butt winking when you're squatting, and now the science on it is totally backwards. They used to talk about flexion was a terrible thing for your lumbar spine. I'm a chiropractor, so I'm always thinking about that stuff, and now lumbar flexion is a part of just about every treatment plan. I think it makes it harder for people when, you know, they're, they're on the fence, should I, shouldn't I? Sometimes they're told to do this, other people tell them to do that. It's real easy, like Scott said, to just roll back over and turn Netflix on, you know, yeah, Then yeah. you know, spend the effort. That's what I
0: think. You know, hey, Bob, doesn't that sound familiar when you get a student that wants to improve their golf game and, and that commitment thing comes up. And when you tell them, you know, you can't just come and see me once or twice and expect things to change. You're gonna have to put a little time into this, right?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, I uh, Dr. Ben and Scott. I am here. I'm the shadow tonight uh, <laughs> as I travel across the uh, Sunshine State at night, but you're right. And Brian and I have seen it in, in golf people. Maybe it's the microwave society mentality, but they want quick fixes and the quick doesn't last too long. And I do uh, for 30 something years, 30 something years. Uh, my lovely wife is in health and wellness and she should be the first to tell you that. Uh, a lot of people have good intentions but they think it's a quick fix and after a week they don't see a big change and they go ah, it's not working uh but i i do want to mention dr ben that uh my one of my best friends in the world is a chiropractor dr Brian leahy from everett ever chiropractic outside of boston and he actually kept me in the game of golf he would go to me he would meet me at state opens and uh, adjust me on his table in the parking lot um, the guy's amazing and so that goes back a couple, just a couple of years, but I've been a big fan of the uh, chiropractic and I had a couple of shoulder surgeries and I've had acupuncture and uh, massage therapy. So it all works together. It really makes a difference. Uh, and I applaud what you're doing uh, to try up golfers because sometimes they, they do rely on too many uh, on the chemical side.
3: Oh, I, I appreciate it, Bob. And do you know, we have another connection. Um, your dad was born in the North End, I think, right? Yes. So is my mom.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Small
3: world, right? Yeah, wicked small. Yeah, wicked small. That's right, man.
0: (laughs) Uh, Scott, I I wanted to jump into um, specifics with golf. And, and Ben, you could chime in here, too. I don't know how many golfers you work with, but I I know that's definitely Scott's sweet spot. Um, What are the most typical uh, injuries or – areas that that need the most focus with with most of your golfers Uh,
2: yeah so I think it it varies so when you look at and in an amateur golfer which probably has a generally poor sequence of movement poor swing very inefficient they tend to overuse a lot of the big muscles and they tend to have a lot of muscular strain so you see a lot of you know low back strain you see a lot of mid back strain Um, those two conditions are very treatable by chiropractic care um, as, as well as, you know, um, you know, exercise and stretching. But a lot of that is to me, the inefficiency patterns are overtaking. They're, they're just, they don't have that effortless swing that we, that we see in the pros and they're putting so much energy and effort into it that they end up having muscular strains because they're trying to force a position, take a bigger swing, take a bigger turn that they can't handle. So a lot of that is, is what I see there. I think on the uh, professional end, know it just makes sense it's more the overuse injury they're just beating balls i see a lot of wrist injuries you know just you can only take so many impacts you know you'll see some wrist injuries um you'll see you know even just you know tendonitis type things flare-ups that you'll that you'll get and of course disc injuries and and the sort just from years and years of being kind of laterally flexed over rotating you know the golf swing is not necessarily good for your body it's just just like a lot of sports, they're not good for your body. You, you know, you do them. And if you're at a high efficiency level, you can stay in them. Um, You can look at like a Tom Brady model of what he's done and staying in in the game and staying very efficient in the way he's trained his body to be able to do that. But then you look at the flip side of it. And some of the guys who've had a lot of injuries, I think who are, uh, like you said before, they maybe are, you know, they're pushing it in the gym or we're seeing a change in golf. We might see, shorter careers, but, uh, there's so much money on the line. Maybe it just doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: So, Well, we, we, one of the things that just came to mind is that longevity factor. You're talking about Tom Brady. What did those guys, uh, Bob had brought up at a previous podcast, uh, Bernard Longer and, and he's yeah. seemingly had no injuries for, throughout the course of his career. What do you think that that comes from for those type of athletes that just seem to be timeless?
2: well um dr ben can talk about this as well too but i think a lot of the athletes have built a team around them i know tom brady's got a physical therapist that you know travels with him and he really they really they commit to daily stuff health daily health um you know, look at Greg Norman, you know, the way the guy exercises, look at Gary Player. My example always, because I know you guys, go, you go to the Masters every year, right, Brendan? I see yes. your stuff there. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when, the, when we had the three greats teeing off, there was a pretty big differentiation you could see between one of those guys. And it was <laughs> good, like, yeah. Gary Player has an actual golf swing that just looks great. You know, and he's, he's just as old as the other guys, but his swing just looks phenomenal. The other two guys, it looks painful at all. Yeah. So you got to say a commitment to health, nutrition, fitness is going to be a huge factor in longevity. And then a lot of these guys have built a team around where they bring in somebody like um, Dr. Ben, a chiropractor, a friend of mine is uh, Dr. Troy Van Diesen, who's on the torch, works with, you know, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. And these guys are getting regular treatment, regular care. Um, they have access to things that the average golfer is just not doing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my background's basketball. And the,
3: the, what I always liken it to is the pictures of Michael Jordan when he was in year, you know, 17 in the league where he's puffy and looks a little bit uh, hungover and you relate that to guys who are in their 16, 17 year now, like LeBron. I mean, the big difference is LeBron has, like Scott said, a full nutritional regimen. You know, they're, they're doing acupuncture. They're doing hydrotherapy, cryotherapy, all these things that even just a single generation ago is not it. Right. Like Jordan was out gambling allegedly uh, till all hours of the morning. And I think guys are just taking it a lot more serious now and realizing um, you know, incremental improvements uh, are going to make a huge difference on the longevity. But the other side of that, though, is you have guys who don't seem to do anything to their body uh, for the benefit and they'll still last. Uh, there was an article in PubMed a few days ago, and they're talking about how golfer, I'm sorry, um, runners, also arthritis in their knee is no more likely to be there. Which doesn't really make sense, right? Because if you were pounding on the knee for years at a time, let's say you're a professional runner, you'd expect to see more arthritis than someone who sat over in the AAA building all day, but it doesn't bear out. Hmm. So it's, and it's, so it's just, it's a, it becomes a convoluted assumption to, to sometimes think, oh, well, you know, if I just take care of myself, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be okay because, you know, I think it leads you that it gives you the greatest likelihood. Um, but boy, it's, it's a lot of, it seems to be like luck of the draw,
0: unfortunately. So nothing's given. I mean, you just, you you need to be aware of maybe what your genetics may play into it or, or other factors, but the the bottom line, and and I was going to ask you guys here in a second, what the non-professional millionaire athlete could do. But you do need to do something, whether it's preventative or, um, or if it is an injury, you need to take care of that injury uh, through treatment. So, so that leads me to that question. Then we're, we're referencing guys like LeBron, and and I mean, he's I read something that he's the millions and millions of dollars he spends uh, to stay healthy uh, and to to keep his career going for a long time what does joe average golfer or, or recreational 40 something basketball player at the y what do those guys do uh, to make sure that more importantly they're around for their family for the long haul i think that you know there's only a couple of
3: a couple of major things right like in, in scott was talking about having his four kids in our, in our house we try to make sure that um The kids are excited if we have what we call a rainbow plate, right? So we don't want to have uh, golden brown nuggets, golden brown french fries, golden brown bun. You know, we want a variety of color on the plate so it leads to nutrition. That's something obviously has to start super early in life. Otherwise, you get to the point you're an adult and trying to choke down stuff that you don't like becomes a bigger hassle and a stressor almost than it's worth. But nutrition plays the, the first part. Uh, daily stretching in some form or another has to be part of it. I think one part that gets left out a lot is the mental aspect. Taking a minute to uh, meditate is a huge part of uh, like a, a balanced self. You know, there's a, there are a couple of people that talk about your physical diet, um, but also I think your mental diet plays a big part into it. I think, you know, there, we I, I am, and uh, guilty of it also of waking up and immediately checking my phone to see what happened with sports or, you know, news. Um, but I think by giving ourselves a moment of uh, mental uh, meditation, um, some stretching and good nutrition, I think it's a really good start for people uh, to avoid injury.
2: Yeah, and I yeah. think that if you if you look at it, too, the other thing you want to think about is the big, the big stuff like trying to avoid, um, you know, you know ri- risky behaviors and things like that. So from a golf standpoint, I, to me, it's you got to go back to the, the the instructor. You know, if you're going to play a lot of golf but try to not get injured, you really need to have a swing that works for you. It works for your body. It works for you know, what where you're able to realistically move to. And I think that's one of the things a lot of amateur golfers really don't, have, don't have any idea, you know, how to, how to achieve a swing that's going to be a long-lasting swing for their body. It's more like go out, abuse my body, try to come back. You know, it leads to a lot of injuries down the road or with their training. I and mean, that's what we're seeing too is, you, you, you know, you need to have a long-term plan for training. I always tell people fitness is for your life. So you don't have to be so obsessed with making such huge gains all at once. You really need yeah. to think about gradually getting better at it. Improving your weak areas should be your number one uh, goal. Um, you know, not just enhancing the areas that you're already strong. So, you know, some of the ways you can protect yourself, I think is getting good advice from a professional, whether it be a health professional, a golf swing instructor, or somebody like myself, when I sit down with people, I just try to tell them, look, this is your biggest problem area. This is the thing that's affecting you the most. And that's what you should be working on. Um, You know, so I I think those are the ways that you try to keep yourself healthy and you look for those big areas and some people say, you know, like even with nutrition it's like an 80, 20 rule, you know um, you know, 80% of the, of the time, you know, whatever, eat good 20% of the time, uh, you know, you can have some, some of that, just if you can have live that kind of a lifestyle with the other elements of your, your training, your, your activities, that's probably a good solution to not get in a whole lot of trouble injury wise and to stay in the games for a long time. Yeah. And enjoying it, you know. Dr. I think that's
1: like the key part. Go for it. Sorry, Brent. No, yeah, Dr. Brennan's. Maybe, maybe we could have you come back another time because I wanted to do a deeper dive into. Uh, my wife has been uh, working with a lot of uh, the new, the plant-based food uh, nutrition, yeah. and some people think it's still processed. If you go true plant-based and the long-term athletic development models that are out there. I was working on one when I was with PGA of America. Um, it's just a, it's a really, uh, there's a lot there that we'd love yeah. to help people dive into the uh, deeper.
3: Sure. Yeah. I'd love to. I can talk
0: all day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cause I, I stumbled upon, I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, that documentary they did on Netflix about that, about the plant-based diet I think Arnold Schwarzenegger had a part in that, and it was it was interesting because it, it just seems like what we've been taught for so long may not necessarily be the case, and it makes you question everything when it comes to health and and, and a lot of things. So yeah, Bob, I definitely agree I'd like to have these guys back on to to do some deeper dives with some other specific uh, areas. Um, specifically with that one I'm more
3: than happy to come I I think that's a great idea it's funny because that one is sort of it's almost like they exaggerated the point to drive the point home but took it so far that like it it ignores the blatantly obvious but yeah I mean we talked about that definitely on another on another show
0: in Scott to to that degree, what? So so walk me through. Let's say a junior golfer comes in to see you. What are what are? Is it is it the TPI background you have? Is that kind of the first thing you do, or do you have more of a holistic type thing where you actually get into looking at their nutrition? Uh, how how does something like that start?
2: So I mean, my background from you know fitness performance movement. Um, is that I'll do uh, some form of a movement screen. We'll do a base level strength screen and a base level speed power screen. So we want to know just like generally how athletic are they. That's the first thing, and it's really for them. I don't compare them to any uh, you know other to other models. I don't compare them to a PGA tour player, things like that. I don't use that stuff. I just I just want to have a baseline screen on somebody. Like for example, just basic stuff. Like I mean, can you do a push up? Can you do a pull up? Like what's your basic body control level just so I have an idea because I think there's certain checkboxes you need to have where it's like if you want to be be athletic and, and maximize your potential you should be able to do certain basic things so we do we look at that um you know we'll ask some questions about their new, their nutrition I don't I'm not really a, a nutritionist per se but I'll I'll send them in to certain directions I can talk to them a little bit about what to eat on the course things like that general things I have some guidelines that I'll give them But I really, I'm looking at movement because from my standpoint, my specialty is trying to help people achieve a more efficient golf swing. And by efficient, I mean like get in better positions, improve their sequence, improve their speed, power, which are gonna help their distance. And I work really hand in hand with their coach. So I would be coming to you and saying, what are we seeing in the swing? Um, What are the things you're looking at in the swing where you see leaks, energy leaks, power leaks, stability leaks? I'm going to look at my movement screen, match all that up and say, here's the big problems you really start working on immediately. So you kind of have a short-term goal and a long-term goal for every kid that comes in. And, um, a lot of them for the short-term goal, it might be really basic things. Um, and then for the, you know, for the long-term goal, it might be much more specific, uh, much more specific plans trying to really help them fix, uh, problems in their golf swing, certain movements or drills that we do in the gym.
0: You know, it's interesting to me with a lot of the juniors I work with, you you can't, you can't really take it at first sight. I mean, you get a 13 year old kid and they, they look like they're fit. They look like they can move well, but it's amazing. Some of the, some of the immobility that they have that you would never look, you never see it at first sight. So for both of you guys, I mean, Ben, I know you probably see that, that, uh, maybe maybe you get a dancer and they're like my daughter that can do certain things but maybe her flexibility isn't quite what what uh what people may may see from just you know just observations of them so um it, it is something where i think it should be a first step for every young athlete is to go in and get some kind of screening to yeah. see where their deficiencies might be
3: and really, if you're going to say uh, young athlete, um, I mean, what I try to explain to my patients, even the ones that are sitting over at AAA is they're athletes too. You know what I mean? Just because they're not getting paid, just because they're not getting scholarship. You know, it's just important for them to roll around on the ground with a grandkid as it is for a world champion yeah. BJJ guy. Um, so that's I – mean, I think, Scott, you and I probably use – don't you use some form of the uh, FMS – in your in your exam
2: yeah i use a quick screen that includes some of the screens in the fms i don't use the actual fms but i just use some of the components because i think some of the basic movements they looked at are just fundamental so we use yeah. a, we, for that screen yeah yeah that's so uh, we, we do the same i think it's i mean that's part
3: of our day two process is just understanding how they move um, and i'm always surprised at people who look really fit who can't do you know um, cross crawl well or uh, posterior to anterior roll. Uh, that's I mean getting those baselines I think is like essential for obviously any kind of study and improvement of anything right
2: yeah I think so um, yeah and uh, you know it, it, it's more for me and for the health uh, from the health standpoint because you know what well, the thing about sports is you're going to have imbalances and oftentimes I tell people the imbalances that they have for the sport are generally good for the sport, but not necessarily good for the long-term health. So I think what you need to know is if you're way out of balance with anything. So general screening helps tell you if you're a little bit way out of balance with certain movements, like, you know, you should be able to do these basic things. And the, the great thing is, is they're easy to train and you can fix them really easily. Um, much harder to fix the specific things than it is to fix the general things.
0: Yeah. Bob, do you, Bob, you happen to have a last question before I let these guys plug some of the stuff that they're doing?
1: Yeah, well, I just want to also mention to Scott that uh, I think it was back in 1998 or nine. Uh, I had one of my first shoulder surgeries, and the the team at HealthSouth back then and near my club in Ocean City, Maryland helped get me back uh, feeling good. And then when I had my spring demo day, I had HealthSouth come out. And so I've been advocating – for the the body and the health of the body and taking care of the body as far as, like I said before, the body's your 15th club in the bag. And when you go to a demo day, everybody's trying to get the best club, but uh, sometimes they forget about working on maybe simply, as I said before, hydration, simple stretching. Uh, I don't know how many times, Brennan, you and I played with people, or they get to about the seventh or eighth hole, and they go, I finally feel like I'm ready to hit one because they're so (laughs) tight as a drum early on.
2: Yeah, I agree. Golf's one of those sports, you know, that that I don't know why, but for whatever reason, you know, you just assume you can go out and, and be full speed. You know, a sprinter would never think that. Uh, you know, nobody would. Tom Brady wouldn't go out and throw a sixty-yard pass right off the bat, but everyone goes to the driving range and just pulls the driver out first thing. You know, so it's just a. Feels it's, feels it's, so good. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> better. It's 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 probably not going to change that much over time because. You know, guys want to play golf. That's why my services are still and probably will always be considered a niche market. It's
0: too bad, though. It should be part of instruction in general. It should be the first step. I mean, I know Bob. You probably do the same thing I do. But I do an inter. The first introductory lesson I do with someone, I have a questionnaire, and one of the first questions is all health. The first few questions are all health related. Do you have any injuries? Do you have any a uh, thing that I should know about and a lot of the times they'll say no and then you'll get into lesson two or lesson three they're like oh I had this my <laughs> knee, right? and you just feel like you could be doing more damage than good as their golf instructor so it should be part of what we do as golf instructors agreed Bob
1: well yeah and I also had another question Are you're a New York sports fan and then if they are then my rate goes up
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> So guys one last thing uh before you plug each of you can plug what, what you're doing or your businesses but what's one piece the biggest piece of advice you could give somebody that's uh is scott as you said it that's on the fence about commitment or uh, Brandon. i can't remember who said that so one piece of advice for those folks and then plug what uh what you guys got going go for it, scott
2: Yeah, I would say um, the biggest thing is, you know, I think if you have a plan and you you write something out, a goal, you have to have a specific goal or reason why you're doing something, whatever that might be. Um, So if you can write out a few goals that you have, and one, somebody might be like, well, I just want to play more pain-free, or, you know, I want to add 10 yards to my drive or whatever. If you have some specific goals, uh, then you can go into an instructor, a fitness trainer, whoever, and say, hey, I need to do that. I need to be able to Improve this, but if, you, if you're just randomly throwing things around, you're never going to be super successful. You have to write it out, have a plan. You know, my big thing is for for the juniors is what are we doing? Like, why are what are we doing here? You know, what's the point of this session? So, what's our end goal? Let's go work on those things. Did we improve? You know, you, you have to have a plan, and that's why are getting screened or having some initial helps you out. So you can look back later and say, "Wow, look at this." You know, I can only do one push-up when I came in, and now I can do 27 or whatever, you know. Ben? Uh, the
3: one thing I would have people take away from it, I think, would be a handful of minutes of yoga every day. I think that's the most important thing, more, than, more important than anything I do. If you get people on the floor moving their bodies like they ought to, I think a large percentage of complaints go away we I mean, were talking about how asymmetries you know they're good as long as they're within like a certain parameter i think that's how you keep them within that zone of uh, green
0: without causing too many problems yeah, and with the yoga too there's the mental aspect that goes hand in hand with that right you know i mean you you can make it that way right i, I have some
3: patients though that i um rec- I, I probably recommend yoga to 9 out of 10 people even tiny little dancers and uh and i'm surprised how many people tell me no because of religious (laughs) reasons you know they put all this additional effort into it like I, i just want the person on the floor stretching and and moving um but yeah i mean you can add the mental into it if you want but just a little bit of like getting your body doing what it's supposed to be doing every day besides you know, when you go out to the range and pull out the driver, like a little prep goes a long way. I think.
0: Yeah. So, guys, why don't you why don't you go ahead and plug websites or social media or podcasts, Ben? I think you had a podcast at one point. Uh,
3: yeah. If and I'll probably uh, tag this one if I could. Uh, my website for my business is uh kmw dot care. It's Kirsten Brock Medical and Wellness. Um, I said in the beginning that our a chiropractor, but our office is now. Um, medical doctor overseeing rehabilitative exercises, acupuncture, yoga, massage, um, regenerative medicines. We got all kinds of ways to get people better without uh, giving them pills. And uh, that's the goal of uh, myself and my whole team. Uh.
2: Yeah, and mine is uh, I'll do a lot of stuff on Instagram and on Twitter, Facebook, things like that. But my my Instagram is at Driven, which is the name of my program, Driven Golf Fitness. It's at Driven SPT, or like Sports Performance Training. So at Driven SPT. My website also is www.drivenspt.com, uh, which right now is a landing page because we're redoing our web page right now. Um, you can also find more information on me on Mike uh, mikebender.com because I manage all the fitness for hit Academies and biographic but uh if you want to see what we're doing in the gym at driven spt is my handle for instagram you'll see a lot of the stuff a lot of what we're doing and how we um train people to achieve uh what I call uh positional mobility positional stability for golf
0: guys I really appreciate your time thank
2: you no problem
0: yeah thanks for having me like Bob said, we'll get you in here again because there's definitely plenty of topic to speak on, on, on these uh, in this area of health and wellness and fitness. So thanks, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Any- thanks a
3: lot. See you, Scott. See you guys. Thanks,
0: Thank man. you. you. Yeah. Bob, I, I that was good, man. I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm excited with not only talking to those guys again at some point, but with Dr. Bob next week and and some of the other guests we've got lined up um
1: oh yeah it's a great lineup
0: i know you with with your wife being in this industry this is an important thing for you too
1: yeah i was i don't know i even you know she can add a lot to this conversation if you're yeah. okay with having her
0: yeah that'd be great to have her on there
1: yeah so, she's uh, been doing this a long time
0: and and again I, for the listeners i i don't think this is this is a topic that you should just you know listen to casually or or maybe glance at an article that you see online this is this is important and i yeah. i know i know for me after having my my trip to the doctor today i really need to to take this seriously myself so um That was our Love of the Links episode for the week of February 10th. We'll be back next week uh, with Dr. Bob Winters talking about the mental aspects of the game. Bob, safe travels, my friend. We'll uh, We'll see you next week.
1: We'll see you soon. Thanks, Brendan.
0: Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
2: Thanks for listening to Love of the Links Golf Radio. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our website is littlelinkers dot com backslash love. You can email us at loveofthelinks at gmail dot com.